You're listening to the 411 on Mousecapades Radio. It's my station. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with my friend Megan. We pray that you're staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 709, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is a part of Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. It only takes a $200 refundable, refundable deposit to hold your reservation. Text me today for a free quote. Text me today for a free quote at 636 395 0544. Welcome back, Miss Megan. I know you've been on here before and I appreciate you coming back. Megan was on here for uh, to talk about the wine and dine with our friend Kieran. But this time she went on a couple's trip with her husband, Jonathan. That's correct, right? Or is that your son? That okay. is right. <laughs> that is right. And also so she could run the princess half marathon. But she also took an exciting brother-sister day at Disney. But I think we'll start with the couple's trip and let her go into the brother's trip. Sounds good. So I believe you booked this sometime at the end of last summer, if that's not mistaken. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. I, you... We booked it around August for February. Okay, good. I wasn't crazy. Yeah. At this point, I could have been. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you decided that you were going to run the, you ran which ones of the princess? I'm going to let you talk about that. I ran the princess 10K this time. I'd never done the 10K, so that I chose that race. And the medal for that one was what? That one was um, Tiana, Princess Tiana. Yeah, yeah. So it fit right along with where I stayed at the French Quarter. Awesome, yes. So you booked the French Quarter, which I'm very excited to hear about because we have never stayed at that one. So, oh, I highly recommend it. <laughs> so you guys had a couple days before you ran, right, to just do some couple stuff. And I'll let you just talk to that. Sure, yeah, we arrived on Tuesday and um, we headed to Disney Springs for a nice dinner at the um, uh, Chef Art Smith Homecoming cooking. And um, we, we've been there before, so we knew we would enjoy that. And then uh, we checked in at the hotel later that day. And then, so we spent Tuesday through Sunday, we checked out and the race was Saturday. Awesome. And you guys had a few park days. Yes, we did. Um, we did Hollywood Studios, we did Magic Kingdom, and we did Epcot. And you started with Hollywood Studios. Yes. And so how was your day at Hollywood Studios? Because that was the busiest park when we were there in October and December. Yes, all the parks were very busy actually that week and we did not realize that it was many people's winter break <laughs> when we booked the trip. So um, there were all the parks were very busy. Um, we were able to use the Genie um, I think we used it fairly well um, and we got to see a lot of things, um, but there were a few rides that we did not even get remotely close to, which was, you know, it's always disappointing when you don't get on some of the big rides, but we did uh, zoomed right over to Rock and Roller Coaster, got right on there. So that was good. We checked that one off the list. Awesome. Um, but unfortunately, we weren't able to do either one of the big Star Wars ones that the lines were just too long. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, but we had a good time. We saw all the shows, every show you 
didn't know was there. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, oh, let's go see the Mickey mini little movie thing and let's go see, you know, that kind of stuff. So, but we're pretty easy going as far as, you know, parks and what we see and what we don't, cause we know we're gonna come back, so. That is a bonus. I mean, it, the ones I always feel sorry for are the people, like I just had a client there last week and uh, it was his grandson's first time. And when he was telling me some of the stuff that they didn't get to do, and I don't think that it's the, I'm not saying the parents won't do it. I just don't think it's on their list to do sure. and so I think this was probably one of the only times if the only time that he got to go so I was trying to help his grandpa so badly get on everything and he was like we didn't get this today and I'm like okay this is what you need to do for the next time you go there and we were we were really trying and um the one day I was up actually he's going back with he takes his grandkids when they're nine years old and so I was up making dining reservations for the trip that he goes on in two months with the other grandkid that turned to nine. And he messaged me, are you on my account? <laughs> and I was like, uh, yes, I am I'm making your dining reservations. He's like, I'm up because I want to get Rise of the Resistance. Well, I wanted to help him, or actually Flight of Passage. And I was like, he has to get this because they didn't get Rise when they went to Hollywood. And yeah. so I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, we'll just tag team. You and I will both do it. One of us gets it. Then hopefully one of us of the two of us gets it. Yeah. That is a bonus. I did find out that does work. I, I didn't think it worked because now they said that you have to be on property, but I guess as long as you're logged into the person's account that's on property, you can yeah. help. So I was able to help in that situation. But yeah, it is, it is very disappointing sometimes. Uh, I know that we didn't get to ride Rock and Roller Coaster. Well, we didn't go to Hollywood Studios. Kaylee and I didn't in October. We didn't get to ride it. And then at Christmas, it was just, it wasn't even as busy at Christmas as it typically is. And it, the lines for those were just crazy. Yeah, I think, um, and I could talk about this with the brother trip too, but um, I think that not enough auxiliary items are open so that it doesn't spread out the crowds enough. And so that, in my mind, that's what's making the rides longer is because there aren't that many shops and there aren't the characters to wait in line for. And there aren't Correct. the, you know, all the little things that you don't think about, they're not there right now. And so everybody has to ride the rides. Correct. So that's what's making the wait that much longer. It would definitely help if they brought back the Little Mermaid and the, the character meet and greets like you're talking about. And uh, somebody was talking about the other day that they need to bring back, what do you call the group of people that used to act out at Hollywood Studios? Um, yeah, the characters along the along the way towards um, Tower of Terror. Correct. I forget what they are, yeah, yeah. I can't think of their names either. They were saying that that always stopped people in the streets. And so- Right, yeah, there aren't enough little things to stop and you know look at on your way to a ride. So I think that that would really help eliminate a lot of the weights. I mean, the weights for the Rise of the Resistance were over 210 minutes. So <laughs> it was like, yeah, no, I think we'll hang out here <laughs> instead. That is crazy. That's how it was when we were there too. That's why Joey wrote it at the end of the day. So, so we did well at, at Hollywood Studios and then um, we went to Magic Kingdom and the Genie, I feel, works really good at Magic Kingdom. As I would far say as yes all the parks that I've tried it at. The Genie is very beneficial at Magic Kingdom, I guess because there's so many rides and so you can really choose and make your day go pretty smoothly. Um, 
and yeah, so so we had a great day at Magic Kingdom. We went all over. I think the only thing we didn't ride was Splash Mountain, but it wasn't, you know, like high on our list, so it's okay. <laughs> that one's hard for me because I really like the theming of it, but uh, it just brings back childhood memories for me. However, I really don't like to be wet and squish around the park. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, mm, do I really want to ride this or not? But um, we did, um, we missed the opening like rope drop. And so we were a little late on the getting over to, we tried to do Thunder Mountain Railroad and it was already jammed. So um, we went back over to, we rode the people mover. We started and ended the day with people mover. <laughs> and that was one of the things we could get on pretty easily. So um, we did that and and um, we had a nice uh, lunch at the Liberty Tree Tavern. I always love that with the Thanksgiving meal. You know, that's pretty good. So good. Yeah. So Magic Kingdom was a very good day. And then we, um, we took a day off from the parks the day before the race just to make sure um, that I was ready. Yes. And um, so on Friday, we went to Disney Springs and we um, we were going to play mini golf. I don't know why we didn't. Oh, we went to the expo. That's why we didn't play mini golf. And um, we went to the, the race expo and picked up my number and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So um, we had a really good day there. That was fun. That is so fun. Did you get Gideon's cookies? We did not. No, I don't know how to get in the line for that. Do they still have the virtual or do you just get in the line? It depends on the day. So when we went in Christmas of 2020, so we didn't even go to parks that year, the line was seven hours, the virtual line. Oh goodness. <laughs> so we were like, yeah, not gonna get that. And then we went back in February of that year and um, we thought we might be able to, but it was still three or four hours. But when we went this Christmas, we were there and the line was, my mom tells everybody it was an hour and a half. It was 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And um, there, there was a virtual line if you wanted to do that. You know, like if you didn't want to wait in the standby line and you just, they told you a time to come back, kind of like the old fast pass or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, we were very, very lucky and got to get in that line and were able to get the cookies. We were a little sad because uh, we ordered two of the pistachio toffee ones because everybody told us they were amazing. And they ended up giving us three regular chocolate chip, which don't get me wrong, they were delicious, but we they were- They were so... delicious, but not what you were expecting. <laughs> right, we got back to the condo and we're like, where's the pistachio one? And we're like, we got three chocolate chip. Like that was this horrible thing. Like right? we, have, we have to eat chocolate chip cookies. Um, but yeah, if you ever get a chance to do that, I think the hype of it is dying down to where you can get in a line now. I don't yeah. think they use the virtual queue, um, like, unless it's a holiday or something. Okay, okay, yeah. So maybe next time I go, maybe we'll get in there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And the cake, the cakes look amazing too. We didn't buy any of those, but. We do like the um, ganachery. So we always make a stop in there. Oh, nice. Yeah, delicious. Yes, they have some good food at Disney. Yeah. <laughs> so then you had to get up at earlier than a rooster. <laughs> 2.30 or 3, I think I, I think I squeezed it to 3, uh, 3 a.m. on Saturday morning. Um, and every hotel has race transportation, which is really nice. So you just walk up to where you pick up the regular buses um, and there's a coach bus waiting for you. And they, they give you um, round trip service, no charge or anything like that. Um, and so I think I was at the bus around 3.40. 
Um, Jonathan took me up to the bus, dropped me off, and went back to bed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then I went to the start line, and there was places to take pictures with the golden statues and, you know, the 50th anniversary. And there's always pre-race, you know, entertainment with DJ and announcers and lots of fun and, you know, just get you hyped up. And um, I got to my corral. Um, there's four and I was in the third, third of the fourth um, corral. And I just got in there and we just started moving and they started the race right at five. And and I, I got to start at about 525, which was nice. Um, in November, with when I went with Karen, I started, gosh, well over an hour after the actual race started. And, went, oh and it goodness. was really hard to just be there. It's like, oh, you know, but this one moved, moved along pretty well. I think there's less people um, at the 10K, so that probably helped. But. <laughs> But um, and then so I, I ran along. The weather was gorgeous. It was like 62. The sun hadn't come up yet, so it was nice and cool. And um, characters along the way. They had marching bands. They had um, a lot of DJ entertainment. The course was well laid out, and it was a lot of fun. So I did did my race and waved at all the characters. Some people stop and get their pictures taken but I just want to get done no, I <laughs> so get I wave it. at them and, and smile and think oh that's cute you know and uh and then I keep running and um and then at the at the finish line you get your medal and you get your snack pack and you get um and then that you can hang out there's you know food trucks and things like that that you can hang out at the end if you want um and then you can just pick your bus that goes to your hotel and takes you right back. So it's they they run it very well. Run Disney is is definitely run very well. So can you explain the corrals to me? Because I know that I listened to a blogger that was talking about this, and I didn't understand how they decide which corral you're going to be in. It it's based on your estimated finish time. Oh, okay. So if you're an elite runner, which I am a recreational runner, so an elite runner would be in the first one. Okay. And they're going to run and finish before I start. I mean, essentially. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and then, you know, it goes on from there. And then the, the last corral would be your run, your walkers, mostly walkers, um, and anyone who can finish within the allotted time. Gotcha. Um, and so they used to have like a whole bunch, and now they've decided to, to just do four, and I'm not sure why. But they, within the four, they start in waves. So like mine had probably 10 or so waves of people that they would start every minute or every you know minute and a half, something like that, just to give people a chance to spread out along the course. Gotcha. I wondered yeah. because I know they don't do, at least when I was at the St. Patty's Day run, or I did, I walked it, but mm -hmm. a few years back, I felt like they did everybody at once and I felt like I was in the way of people. I mean, I knew I was walking. There was no way I hadn't prepared to run it, nor sure. would my knees allow for it. And I felt like, yeah, I was in people's way. And I wondered why they didn't do something like that when I heard that Disney does that. I think that's smart. So some of the bigger races are, I think they're kind of required to do that to make sure that the people who want to run fast can run fast and they don't have to maneuver around everybody. Um, and then the very last people at the Run Disney races are um, these balloon ladies. 
I don't know if you've heard of them, but no. they they go they have to go the the pace that you have to they have to go 16 minute mile and they can't go any faster and they can't go any slower and if they come up on you and pass you then you can't finish the race you get scooped up and so um, at the race in November I looked behind me and I saw the balloon ladies and I was like oh no I'm not starting with them (laughs) (laughs) and so I like moved up as far as I could in my corral (laughs) to make sure I was away from the balloon ladies but um, like as long as you run or walk faster than 16 minutes at any point during the race you should be fine but those balloon ladies they're real and um they will scoop you up if you if they pass you so that's one thing to you know even if you're walking um you have to keep up that you know 16 minute pace so is that like they're in a golf cart or something no they walk oh my goodness yeah they walk and then there's a a bus or what you know a little bus or a cart that scoops up anybody that that gets passed yeah so then you you don't finish (laughs) I think I remember something like that. Like we made it, I don't know, maybe two blocks from the people at the St. Patrick's Day one, but there was a family that had a lot of kids. And so they were one of the people that, yeah, I was like, well, at least they're still behind us. Of course they have children. We are not last, (laughs) (laughs) but I did well. I I did my race um, three minutes faster than the race that I did in November. So that was fun. And I do a run walk interval and, and it really helps me. Um, it helps my stamina and, and everything to make it all those miles. So um, so then when I got back from the race, um, I showered and took a nap and then we headed to Epcot around noon. So it was a nice day. That's awesome. So what, so was the weather then good when you got done with the race so that you could enjoy um, the festival? Because which festival was going on? The arts festival when you were there, correct? Uh, no. It had just ended. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so there weren't any festivals. They were starting the the garden one, and so there were some topiaries and such things being, you know, uh, on display. Um, So they were getting ready to start that, which I think was starting like a week or two later. Um, So we did see some of that, the garden festival. Very fun. And then you guys went home on Monday, right? Uh, Sunday. Sunday, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So we drove home Sunday. Yeah. So Epcot was good. Um, We weren't able to use the genie at Epcot just because we went so late. We didn't even really bother. Um, And we did uh, wait in line for Ratatouille. It said, I think it got down to 75 and we're like, okay, we're going to go in it, you know, and it was like 95, but whatever, you know. (laughs) Right. At that point, you're you're just like, (laughs) I want to ride it. Yeah, yeah. So that was real cute. We liked that. So I would definitely want to go and see that again because, you know, you the first time you're like in awe of everything and then you the second time you pick up on stuff, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah, so we were able to ride that and we rode um, Soren. But uh, the funny thing with Epcot was the lines at all the food carts were like so much longer than the lines for the rides. It was the craziest thing. Right. So that was interesting. <laughs> I'd never seen so many lines for the food court carts before. So it's like everybody just found out about all these festivals or something because those lines have really been crazy. Just I think since the 50th started. Mm-hmm, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think because they are highlighting a lot of the the different foods, um, you know, for people to enjoy. But like we just wanted like a 
a soda, you know, and we're like, okay, where's the shortest line to get a drink, you know? <laughs> I need a soda. That's all I, I need. need a drink. <laughs> well, luckily, a lot of uh, um, kiosks are selling sodas. Now I noticed when we were there at Christmas, like they yeah. had a little barrel of sodas that you could buy. Maybe not ideal if you wanted a fountain soda, but um, yeah, so you could get a bottle of soda. I think maybe that's why, because the lines were, I mean, it was crazy. We'd be like, do we really want this? Hmm. Yeah, you have to really make the decision, <laughs> make a commitment. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, you know, when they first came out with the uh, figment bucket and they had it at a food booth. That was crazy. Right. I and saw those, that online. <laughs> yeah, and all the people were, you know, to the orb at the front of the park yeah, <laughs> and four hour line for a popcorn bucket <laughs> right well they didn't sell that food and we're like you really need two lines the line for yeah. the people that wanted to try that food and the yes. line the people that wanted the bucket so when they got the buckets back in the second time I noticed that's what they did yeah yeah they could buy it and then get it in another line so crazy you know, I'm a crazy Disney person, but I'm, uh, especially with my daughter around, she's like, okay, mom, where is this going when we get home? Do we need, do we need this at our house? Do we house? need this? <laughs> no, we do not. Now, I, one of our um, agents, and he's also a teacher with me, he brings his popcorn buckets and he has them on one of the cabinets at school and the kids love that. So oh, that's fun. that would be fun, but I have so much in my room from years and my room is Disney yes but I really have plenty of Disney I have so many Mickeys and Minis now that the kids all want to buy me a Mickey and a Minnie and it's so right. cute they're all like snuggled up in my room so that's fun yeah so all in all we had a really good trip oh in in Epcot we ate in Italy and that's the first time I'd eaten there the food was delicious I was very glad that we ate there it was your first time at Tutto Italia yes Mm -hmm. We've not eaten there for quite a few years. Um, we wanted to split one day and they wouldn't let us. And we're like, we can't eat a whole meal by ourselves. I know, right? Yeah. And the lady's like, well, I'm sorry, we don't split here. And I was like, what? <laughs> it was very quick, though. It was kind of like, here's like, oh, you're ordering this? Okay. And then five minutes later, there it came. And, and then we were done in like 30 minutes. And we're like, okay, well, I mean, it's fine dining, but it was very quick. <laughs> yeah. So it was. It was funny because we're like, wow, that was quick, you know, but it was, the food was delicious. So we were glad, you know, and after me running, I was definitely hungry. So I'm sure you got to get some good carbs after. Yeah. Run. Yes. And uh, so that was delicious. And the, so we ate at Liberty Tree and we ate at uh, the Italian. So that those were our, and then um, Chef Art Smith's at Disney Springs. So those were our nice meals for the week, which I like to have one meal, you know, every other day or so. Yeah. And then we, we get the uh, mobile order of some lunch, you know, some chicken tenders or something like that, you know, on the other days. So, so was this your first couple's trip? I can't remember. No, we, we've got been on several couples trips. Our, our honeymoon was a couples trip. Right. So, um, we did the half and half Disney cruise and land, land and sea um, for our honeymoon in 1999. So um, we try to make it a point to go by ourselves, you know, at least every other year or so. Oh, um, good. Because he, he loves it as much as I do, which is awesome. And um, he's like, when are we going again? He keeps getting jealous when I go with, you know, I take one of the kids or something like that. And he's like, somebody's got to work every day. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm a real estate agent, so I can work around that. But <laughs> that's funny. But he he actually has to go to Publix and work. So um, yeah, so he does get jealous when when I go without him. But but we make sure to to. And this was a bigger trip just because um, we wanted to celebrate our anniversary, which is coming up in a couple of weeks, and we just made it in February instead of April. Um, and so we, you know, we, we did stay in the nicer hotel and we did, uh, you know, eat the nice meals and things like that just to make it more special. Yes. That's very exciting. Yeah. We, um, when we were covering all the different resorts, I do want to stay at the French quarter with Brad sometime because we heard that it, because of its size and just the theming of it, it is more romantic atmosphere and it tends to be more quiet. They didn't say that children don't go there. They just said it tends to be a quieter resort because of the setting. It is definitely a quieter resort. The rooms are very comfortable and just strolling around. It's like you're in the French Quarter of New Orleans. And um, the also the benefit to that one is that you can ride the boat to Disney Springs. Yes. Which is fabulous um, because like if you want to have a drink at dinner or something you don't have to worry about driving home and um you can just ride the boat back and it's and it's a lovely little stroll you know um along the river there um and we had i actually um sent in one of those um it was on the app where you could say that that a, a cast member did a great job uh -huh. um we had one of the boat drivers that gave us all kinds of trivia along the way and things that I'd never known. And it was so exciting so that I, I tried to make sure that he was rewarded with a, a, a whatever they do now um, on the app there. So I do like that about the French Quarter. Yes, because um, I always like to ride the boat and my family, <laughs> they're yeah. like, we're in a hurry today or I'm hungry and I want to get to the Polynesian quickly. Can we not ride the boat today? And I'm just like, <laughs> I want to ride the boat. The one thing we did, we did do is we drove to all the parks, um, which we usually ride the bus. Um, and one day we were going to ride the bus at, to Magic Kingdom and the line at the bus stop was like out the, you know, <laughs> it was crazy. And we're like, okay let's go back to the car yeah <laughs> and so um that's why we were late to the rope drop because we thought we were going to ride the bus so that was you know kind of an odd thing but with the staying at the hotel and and with the annual pass you know, we don't have to pay for parking so um so it was an easy thing to do to drive to the parks but but that was interesting because we usually rely on the on the bus transportation to get us to and from the parks so how does that work? Because somebody just mentioned that to me and I've been booking trips for, I don't even know how long. If you pay to park at the resort, then they don't make you to pay to park to get into the actual parks. Is that correct? Right, if you're if you're staying on property, you don't have to pay the parking at the, at the parks. That's amazing. And so they just scan your van and that's how they know? Yeah, and that with the annual pass, I used it, I just used my annual pass. Gotcha. Um, but because um, you just flash the little card with your ID and, and they let you in. They're like, have a magical day, you know, and they That's awesome. move in. So, yeah. Um, so I've, I've, I use that benefit a lot <laughs> with the annual pass. Well, I don't blame you. I mean, because you guys pay for that, obviously. Yeah. It comes into it. Well, that sounds like an amazing trip. And so then um, before you went on that trip, you contacted me and said, I wanted to, I think it was before then, you said, I, I want to take my brother, which I cannot remember his name. I apologize. Christopher. Christopher, that's right. 
I want to take my brother Christopher to Hollywood Studios. And how long had it been since he had been to Disney? Um, probably since 1987, I'm thinking, was his last adventure. Wow. <laughs> that was a long time ago. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's um, 51. I think he's 51. Yeah. 51 years old. And he doesn't get out much. And um, I, he loves Star Wars. And so I was coming down for the weekend for a, a sad event. My friend had passed away and I was coming down for the weekend staying with my brother. And I was like, hey, how about a trip to Hollywood Studios to see the Star Wars stuff? And he's like, that could be interesting. And so that's when I reached out to you and said, hey, I, I want to get him a ticket and make sure that I can manage, manage him, you know, on my account. And so... Um, you made it very easy and it was awesome. So we spent we spent the day at Hollywood Studios. Um, he lives in Jacksonville. So we at 7 a.m. I hopped on the app and got us the genie. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna try to do it as best we can. Um, I guess when you're not staying on property, you can't set up a pass until the park opens at 9 a.m., which I did not realize. Yes. I thought 7 a.m. was, you know, the time. So anyway, so I bought the Genie at 7, and then we left, um, started driving, and then at 9 a.m., um, you could get a pass. So I pulled over, because <laughs> we weren't quite there yet. I pulled over and got us a pass um, for a Toy Story, was the only one I could get um, at the time. And so I was like, well, at least that's one ride. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, so then we, we arrived at the park about 9.20, um, which was nice because everyone had already gone in and the parking was, you know, we just drove up to the gate and I showed them my card and we parked about five rows back. So I was like, oh, good. It's not too crowded. Right. <laughs> so it was much less crowded than our trip in February. So I was glad about that. Um, and we went right over to the Star Wars area. Um, of course, Rise of the Resistance was already, you know, 180 minutes or something crazy. So we, we kind of just wandered around and he was just in awe of everything, which was really neat. I'm glad that he, I was like, see, look, there's that ship and that. I don't know anything really about Star Wars, but I was like, right. what's that one? Isn't that the one that Anakin drives? You know, like, I don't know anything about this stuff. He was teaching me, you know, about Star Wars, and he was just amazed at the detail um, that Disney went into to create that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So he he was good. He he was very, um, you know, easygoing, which was not my brother, <laughs> and uh, which was nice. He didn't get upset, you know, or anything. And um, he was like, "Oh, can we get this? Can we get that?" And I was like, "You can do whatever you want. We're doing whatever you want." I said, we do have the pass at 11.30 for Toy Story. He's like, right. And um, so he, so we got the blue milk and he got his picture made, you know, next to a stormtrooper and, you know, just fun things like that. Um, and then we went over to Toy Story Land and, and he wrote Toy Story Mania and he's like, I wouldn't have picked that, but it was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, good. We got him, you know, branched out, had a little fun. <laughs> And um, he got popcorn, and he was excited about that. I've never really had Disney popcorn, and I thought, I'm going to get me a popcorn bucket next time I go. <laughs> yeah, it's totally worth it. And then we wandered around a little bit. The, the lines for all the Star Wars stuff was um, you know, very, very long. And then I was, after Toy Story, I was able to get a um, genie pass for um, Star Tours. 
which was good because that line had gotten up to 45, 55 minutes and usually that's much lower. Right. Um, and so um, I got that passed. So we knew we had a, you know, a four o'clock or whatever time it was. Um, so we, we watched the Muppet show and we watched um, a couple other things. And then we were also able to go over to the um, Star Wars launch bay over by the Disney Junior. Uh-huh. And we did a Disney Visa photo shoot. Oh, good. Um, which was really neat. And they, we just stood behind this, you know, in front of the screen and then they photoshopped stormtroopers and the AT-AT or something like that behind us, which was neat. And those were free. And so those are on my, um, my photo pass and I don't have to pay for them. Right. That, that is something, but I, I remember that when you just said that because I wasn't aware that there was a place like that at Hollywood Studios. The only place that we've ever been able to do that is Epcot. Oh, cool. Yeah, where is it at Epcot? It used to be in the building that they tore down. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it is now next door to uh, Pixar Shorts. Okay, okay. It's right there. We found out from a friend of ours that talked us into years ago, um, actually a former uh, parent of mine, she was a parent before we became friends. That's how we became friends. And she's like, you've got to get this Disney Chase visa. You get points and da, 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 da. Well, we were there the same time as them. And she goes, I want to commemorate. This is so amazing that we're here together. And so she goes, let's go to the Chase booth. And I was like, go where? <laughs> she's like, yeah, because you're a Chase um, card holder, you get these free photos. And so they took a lot of pictures of us, like yeah. they took individual families and then they let us be all together. So that was really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was something that my brother, you know, I could, I could download it and send it to him and things. Um, and so he has those, you know, he has those pictures to, to keep from our, from our adventures that day. So that was nice. That is nice. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I'm glad to know that they did that. I wish that they would have had Launch Bay open. We talked about that, um, I think, on one of the news shows recently. We're like, why is that not open yet? You know, it's time. Yeah, they just have like this, they call it a Star Wars museum. And it's just like posters and and um, like some of the outfits and some of the spaceships or models of the ships and things that are in like glass cases. So you can just walk around a little bit and then you can do that um, Disney Visa um, photo shoot. So right now, I, it looks like the characters used to be there. Is that true? Or yes, they. That's what um, they were talking about. Because um, I'm pretty sure it was BB-8, Chewbacca, Kylo Ren, uh, and maybe Princess Leia. Or no, not Princess Leia. Who's the new woman? Um, Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looks like there would have been meet and greets if there if they were going on. It looks like it was kind of set up for that, but they just called it a Star Wars museum, and you just kind of walk through and see some of the some of the you know costumes and things like that. Well, maybe you got him excited about it, and he'll want to go back, and he'll have that opportunity to see those characters because it's very cool. And I love when they bring the stormtroopers out in March, and they haven't done that for a while either. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and we weren't able to get on Rise of the Resistance. We did wait in line for the um, Smuggler Run, and he was very happy that we did that. I was like, it was, I think it was 85 minutes was the, the wait time. And I was like, you know what? It is worth an hour and a half. Like, so are you prepared? <laughs> I said, yeah. there's stuff to look at along the way. You know, are you gonna be okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. 
So we had snacks and we had drinks and we we just waited in line and it was exactly 85 minutes from when we got in line to when we were sitting down on the ride. So it was perfect, you know. Um, they didn't overestimate or anything like that. So it was, and he was glad and, and our, you know, our ship smuggled one can of coaxium and all that stuff. And, <laughs> you know, he, he had a lot of fun on that. And so he, I said, was it worth the wait? And he's like, oh yeah, that was really cool. So. Um, I'm glad we got to do that, but Rise of the Resistance um, got up to 210 minutes wait, and it kept shutting down. Oh no! All day long was shutting down, and so I guess what they were doing is, if you were at some point in the line, they would give you a pass to come back anytime. Well, all these people were coming back, and it kept shutting down, and so the line for the standby people was never under 210 and the line for the supposed lightning lane was out the out the door because all these people were given passes to come back and so it was just a mess <laughs> yeah and so um i said unfortunately we're not going to stand in this 200 minute line with the hopes that we may or may not get on the ride because it might break down and he he understood i was like I'm sorry that I couldn't make that happen for you, but um, he understood and we weren't going to wait in that line. That was just crazy. So, yeah, the best tip that I have is what Joey did. Of course, he gave up a really delicious meal, but that's a, that's his own prerogative. But yeah, <laughs> he literally got in line at the end of the night. And as soon as the park was technically closed, there were no more lightning lanes. And so the line moved very quickly after that. And that's how oh, he was. That's how he was able to do it. Yeah. Okay. And we did not stay all day. Um, we left about 5.30, 6 o'clock because um, you know, we didn't really have much else to do. Um, and uh, so, and he also had this restaurant in Orlando that he wanted to go eat at for dinner. So it was kind of like he had it set in his mind that we were going to go to Hollywood Studios. We were going to do this and that. And then we were going to go to Friendly's. Um, Friendly's is something we had in Rochester, New York, and they have one in Orlando, and he hadn't been in years, so it was just kind of our day, our plan. So, um, so we did not stay till the end. I did tell him that there were fireworks and a show and all that, and we decided that 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 would be okay that we missed that. So he could watch it on YouTube if he wanted yes, to. Yes, he could. <laughs> so tell us about Friendly's because I think I've heard that name, but I don't know what kind of restaurant that is. Yeah, it's just like an old-fashioned diner. Is pretty much it was it was invented in the 1950s as like a soda shop, you know, oh. with ice cream and you know root beer floats and Coke floats and things like that. And they have burgers and. Um, he, he, we always got the friendly Frank, which is the hot dog right? and, um, and a fishamajig. My other brother would get the fish sandwich. It was called a fishamajig <laughs> and, um, just, you know, nostalgia really. Yeah. We just ate there for nostalgia. And then they have this, um, giant, um, ice cream sundae called a Jim Dandy. Aww. And um, it's got everything on it. Uh, <laughs> and so we ordered one Jim Dandy and split it <laughs> just for nostalgia. So, yeah. Um, but it was started in uh, Michigan, maybe? I can't remember what state. We looked it up while we were there. But when we were kids, my grandparents would always take us to Friendly's, like, as a special treat. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So we, we went there for some nostalgia. 
I totally get that. That's how we were with Howard Johnson, which I don't think there are any Hojos around anymore. I don't think there, there's the restaurants. I don't think they, they do those anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. But I remember on Fridays, it was like a treat, um, especially during Lent, because um, my dad always adhered to the no meat on Fridays. Yes. And so they had all you could eat clam strips. And I there just remember that was a big deal. We would go and have clam strips and we would get um, pistachio hot fudge sundaes. And I don't know why that was a big deal, but every once in a while I'll go to a place that has pistachio ice cream. And I'm like, can you give me a pistachio fudge sundae? I totally get the whole nostalgia. Yeah. You just have to do that sometimes. But yep. that's so fun, Megan. I'm so glad that you got to do that with him. Um, that's something that you could, I wish that I could do. My brother's not a big Star Wars fan, but I wish I could get him to go back. He went to Disney in June and did not adhere any of my air conditioned warnings. Yeah. <laughs> like, where to go for the cool off and stuff. And so he says he's never going back. It was miserable. Yeah, exactly. If he would have, you know, like paid attention to any of the notes that I gave him or um, just been more prepared or let me know ahead of time instead of just saying, hey, we're to Disney right now we're in the van we bought a two day because yeah. they bought a two day ticket and did not even use the second day and it just about killed oh, me oh that's so sad well my mom had told my brother she said you cannot go to Disney with a better person she Megan will make sure that you have the best day you can that's and awesome. we did we did we really had a good day I was there for him whatever he wanted to do but I did you know say hey how about this how about that you know and and we we did see a couple you know we saw the Muppet show and we ate at Pizza Rizzo and um I while we were in the Muppets I hit that we were there and they started making our pizza you know that kind of thing so we did the mobile order and everything um so I tried to make it as easy as possible for him and and the most enjoyable that I could um you know with with crowd levels and you know wait times and things so of course um, yeah yeah so he really did enjoy the day he's told my mom several times that that was you know a nice treat so I'm glad <laughs> well I so appreciate you sharing two amazing Disney adventures so um I look forward to hearing more Disney adventures because I know your family loves Disney like mine does yeah um and we hope that the listeners enjoy this as well if you have any questions you know you can always contact us if you want to be a guest on the show or you have uh, a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 636-395-0544. If you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, text me at 636-395-0544. You can make a reservation for a $200 refundable deposit for any ticket and resort reservation. And you can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, or on our TikTok account, Your Story Travel. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, I think it's about that time, Megan. Disney love. Have a magical day.